Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Well, I'm glad to be back with you today on our podcast. Um, what a day we're living in, you know. Uh, it's, a, it's a crazy day, but you know what? It's also an exciting time. God is drawing people to himself. And I hope you sense on the inside of you, if you're a believer, the Holy Spirit is urging you to come away, spend time with the Lord, get rid of the distractions, spend more time reading the Word, praying, meditating in the Word. Friends, those are the things that keep our spiritual armor on. Those are the things that keep us spiritually strong. And those are the things that enable us to resist the devil and all of the influences that uh, are around us that seek to hinder our walk with God. I'm a pastor, and my pastor's heart is bleeding for God's people. We have so many people today that are compromising, who are not listening. They have one foot in with Jesus and another foot out in the world. You know, today, what you compromise, you're going to lose. And I just want to encourage you. Just want to encourage you, give God your best. Look, I've been talking for the past number of podcasts about the Holy Spirit and the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And let me just refresh again for those that this may be the first time you've listened or you haven't in a while. I've been talking about the Holy Spirit, the baptism with the Holy Spirit, and the fact that the baptism with the Holy Spirit brings the power of God. The, the Greek word for power is the word dunamis, and it means explosive power that makes a difference. It moves things. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit is designed by God to give us the power of the Holy Spirit that can move us into the purposes of God and move us away from the flesh and the distractions and and move us to do the will of God. So, uh, you know, September um, uh, 12th, 1976, I received the baptism with the Holy Spirit, and I've walked with God ever since then. I'm not a perfect person. There's nobody that is, but you know what? I have a heart that wants God, and when I mess up, I fess up, but I'm telling you there's power. There's tremendous ability, the power of the Holy Spirit and the baptism with the Holy Spirit. If you haven't received that experience and you're a believer, you can receive that, and I encourage you to search it out. My past podcasts, I'll go back. I actually spent a, a few podcasts ago, spent some time uh, enabling you to pray for the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Go check that out. I'm right now in the middle of talking about 10 reasons every believer should pray in other tongues. And I'm introducing uh, something that is very close to me in my personal life ever since I was baptized with the Holy Spirit in 1976. I have spent time every single day spending some time praying in the Spirit. And the further I go in God, it seems like the more I, I want to pray in the Spirit or in other tongues. Again, the first, uh, the first of the ten reasons you should pray in tongues is it's the will of God for every believer to pray in tongues. How do I know that? Because it's the will of God for every believer to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If you go through the book of Acts, Acts 2, Acts 9 with uh, the Apostle Paul on the on the Damascus Road in Acts 10, in Cornelius's house, a Gentile's house, in Acts 8 in Samaria, then Acts 19 in Ephesus. Everywhere, 
People in the book of Acts were baptized with the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues went along with it. Praying in the Spirit or in other tongues is the outward sign of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it should accompany the experience called the baptism with the Holy Spirit. So if you haven't received that, ask God for it. If you don't understand, hey, make contact with us. We've got some clear We've got some clear teaching on this guy. I have a book that will be coming out hopefully in the not-too-distant future about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And on the subject I'm talking about now, the reason every believer should pray in tongues. The second reason of the ten I have that you should pray in tongues, it helps unseat the control the unrenewed mind exerts over your spiritual life. Our minds are accustomed to controlling everything about us, um, under, b- behind the scenes with, with all of our bodily functions as well as, uh, as well as making us aware of problems and challenges and, and difficulties and dangers that are around us. Our minds protect us, which is a good thing. However, if my mind is not renewed with the Word of God, my mind can be done in God, dominated by fear and false reality and false truth. And that's where the Word of God, when we get our minds renewed with the Word of God, it makes such a difference. And praying in the Spirit helps unseat the control that the natural mind tries to have over the spiritual life. And, you know, the longer you walk with God, often God asks us to do things that in the natural seem unreasonable, but they're very reasonable to God because He doesn't think the way do we do. I have y'all. I constantly. In fact, you know, we just celebrated Easter Sunday. Um, one thing most people don't know is I I was I had all my notes ready. I had studied. I sought God. Sent my notes to my staff team, ready for Easter Sunday. Listen to this. I I got before God on the, uh, the Saturday before Easter and was preparing and praying and studying my notes and. And and the Lord began to speak to me in my heart. I was praying in the Spirit. And and it's like, you don't need to be preaching what you think you're going to preach. I want you to do something completely different. It seems out of kilter, but I want you to do it. And you know what? I had to change my whole message. See, the Holy Spirit knows the future, and He knows us, and He knows what we need and other people need better than we do. And praying in the Spirit, again, unseats the control that the natural mind has over your spiritual life. If my natural mind, if I'd allowed my natural mind to stay in control instead of the Holy Spirit speaking to me, I would not have obeyed God and preached what I preached on on, on Easter Sunday. My mind would have prevented it. But thank God that I've learned to pray in the Spirit. And see, one of the things it does is it helps unseat the control the natural mind has over the spiritual life. Number three, and that's where we are, and I'm going to stay on this for a little while, uh, praying in the Spirit or praying in other tongues pray uh, provides a way for you to pray about things that you don't know about. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. Let me refresh some of this. I've shared it, but I, I in the context, let's share it again because I have some pertinent examples of how this works. 1 Corinthians 14, 2 says, King James Version, New King James, he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but God. No one understands him, however, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. Another translation says he speaks spiritual secrets. Um, another a translation says mysteries that are only in the spirit 
that the Spirit understands. Another translation says he's talking of secret things. Another translation uh, says uh, you're, you're speaking secret things through the Spirit. Another translation says secret truths. Uh, Amplified is my favorite when you pray in the uh, uh, pray in the spirit or pray in other tongues. You're speaking not to men, for no one understands or catches his meaning. Because, and I love this, in the Holy Spirit, He utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. So I've related in the past podcast that you know I spend a good bit of time praying in the spirit. Now under my breath, listen, I pray in the spirit a lot in my commute to work or other places. Uh, if I'm doing business somewhere, if I'm in a shopping mall, if I'm in a waiting room, just I'm taking a walk, I'm riding my bike, I'm often praying in the Spirit. I wake up at night, I pray in the Spirit. You don't have to do it loud. Loudness doesn't mean uh, that you're being received any, any more or less. No, you can pray quietly and ju- be just as effective uh, as, as if you're praying loud. So again, I spend a lot of time praying in the Spirit, and when I wake up at night, I pray in the Spirit. If you do that, let me tell you what's happening. Behind the scenes and underneath the surface in your life, the Holy Spirit is pray, helping you pray, and unbeknownst to you, you're praying about things that are often in your future and in the things that you are dealing with. You could be praying about job situations, money situations, um, uh, natural situations of of buying this or doing that or moving here, or you could be praying for your children, your grandchildren, uh, scenarios and circumstances that you will be facing that you don't even know. Thousand and one things you could be praying for when you're praying in the Spirit. That's the reason. Listen, the Apostle Paul said, Romans eight twenty eight. we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to those who were called according to his purpose. Why do they work together for good? Because of Romans 8, 26 and 27, which specifically talks about praying in other tongues or in the Spirit. It's praying the perfect will of God. We'll get to that later, but I'm just encouraging you. Y'all, you're missing a lot by not praying in the Spirit. Take some time to do it. You're baptized with the Holy Spirit, and you've kind of hidden this gift away and not done anything with it. Take some time for your private prayer life. Pray in the Spirit. Take the time to do it. Your mind will try to get you not to do it. Circumstances will try to get in the way more now than ever. But you know what? Do it anyway. And if you do, I'll tell you what, it makes a lot of difference. I want to give you just a few examples of what praying of the Spirit has created in my own personal life. It's just really, I look back on it and it just builds one on top of another. It's just amazing how uh, the baptism with the Holy Spirit, praying in the Spirit has affected my personal life. Now, I know I'm a pastor and I'm a minister and have been since 1981, but you know what? I don't care who you are. You, you know, you're a believer and, and you work a secular job, you have a business, it doesn't matter. You know, you're still a believer and God wants you to be salt in life where you are. He wants you to be salt. He wants you to be light. He wants you to affect the people around you. What better way than to pray about things you don't know about? You can be praying about conversations that you've not yet had with individuals that you don't yet know or you do know. It's just incredible across the board. Praying in the Spirit, you're uttering secret truths and hidden things. Not obvious to the understanding. Uh, Back in 2013, uh, we had been looking for property for a long, long time. And and our church, Victory Church, had built a building and uh, actually moved into it the very end of October um, uh, uh, 2002. 
and it was in Garner, and uh, we'd been there. We'd grown, outgrown the building. It was just a small piece of property. We had a, a building, and, and, you know, we'd outgrown every part of the building. It just needed room for kids. It needed room to expand. We, we needed room for parking. We needed room to do what a, what a growing church does, and, uh, you know, my goodness. So we were looking around. I looked around for property for a long time. Finally, we had— um, we had set our sights on a particular building in, in uh, on, on Highway 70 in Garner, and uh, we had advertised it to our people, you know, took a picture of it, even though it was owned by someone else. I actually met with the owners, and they said, yep, we would be willing to sell it to you. It had quite a price tag on it for us to buy it, then upfit it to what we needed for a church and make a church out of it. So... You know, uh, we had been doing that, but we had been putting money aside in a building fund, yada, yada, here. And, um, and so let me just tell you a little story of what happened. See, I pray in the Spirit every day. And see, uh, sometimes there's a cumulative effect of praying in the Spirit. You do it over, over, over again, day after day after day. You know, you, you'll begin to walk into a flow. You'll begin to walk into the river that God has for you, so to speak, to walk in and so that's kind of where I was in 2013. We turned the uh, corner from 2012 into 2013, and we were believing God for a new building, a better place, a bit larger facility for us, et cetera. And uh, uh, my goodness, uh, in fact, we had been on vacation and all that during the Christmas holidays of 2012. And uh, the first Tuesday uh, after my little vacation time, I had to take a few days off, um, that I went back into the office, and my office, again, was in Garner on Aversboro Road, where we had the building there. And uh, I remember uh, going down Hammond Road, uh, Timber Drive, and then turning left onto 70. And our building was clo- just right when you turned very close by. And I had, a, I had a, uh, just a um, habit of going by that building and saying two things. Lord, I thank you that we have... Lord, I thank you that we have a, a, a supernatural contract on that building, and thank you for supernatural financing, a way to make this thing happen. And when I went by it, I don't care if somebody was in my vehicle, I would say, don't talk to me right now. And I'd point towards that building and say, Lord, and I would say those things. Thank you for a contract. Thank you for the financing to make it happen. And this day, this is the first Tuesday of 2013. I'll never forget. I'd been praying in the Spirit that morning. See, I do it every day. When you do things like this, you'll have supernatural things happen. That means... That means above the natural things. And you'll see God weaving his will into your life. It's amazing, y'all. It's amazing. So here I was, 2013, uh, going by that building. And I, I, I looked at the building as I was in the left-hand lane of, a four lane, of, of the two lanes of uh, a highway I was on. And um, as I looked at the building and started to say, Lord, I want to thank you, I heard the Lord inside me. That is my inward person. I heard, here's what I heard. Now, here's what I heard. You can have that building if you want it. Wow. And then I heard, but if you'll let me and take your faith off of this one, I will give you something better. Now, you know what? That shocked me when I heard that. How did I hear that? It was my conscience. It was my intuition. It was an inner perception. It was... um. You know, when God speaks, sometimes it's, it's like a voice, but it's not like a voice. It's just an inner perception or like an inward knowing. And it suddenly came upon me just like that with those words. And I said, as I was driving by the room, this happened very rapidly. I said, okay, Lord, if you've got something better for us, you work it out. And y'all, I mean to tell you, I, 
I was amazed that God said that. I'd had no idea of what he would do now. now so that, that was the first Tuesday of, um, of uh, January of 2013. The following week, in fact, on January the uh, 13th, I had planned to go to, we have a bunch of churches in Ethiopia, and I was going there to do a series of uh, meetings with pastors and then do some evangelistic listed crusades at night in two locations in Ethiopia where we have churches. One is the area that's the coffee district in the mountainous area, and, uh, you know, Yergachefi coffee, perhaps you've heard of it. We have churches there. Then then the southern part of Ethiopia. And, um, and, and you know, I was thinking about all that. And anyway, anyway I was getting uh, prepared for that. And so the next week, let me just tell you how God works all things together for your good if you're praying in the Spirit. Now, I've got to summarize and make a longer story a little bit shorter. The short of it was I was preparing on a Friday for my missions trip. Which was which I was leaving on Sunday after I preached to go to Africa, and and uh, so this would have been the thirteenth, uh, eleventh uh, of January, two thousand thirteen is a Friday. I packed my bags. We I packed a bag of food. We had to take our food with us for a number of reasons, and and then I bicycle. I just started cycling for exercise on the Noose River Trail, which is near my home. And a wonderful place to ride. And uh, so I said, well, I'll take a quick bike ride for exercise today because I may not have a chance to exercise much in Africa. So I, I took off on a short, uh, you know, probably 15, 20, that's a short to me, a mile bike ride. And uh, so I was about just right in the middle. Of it. In fact, I was six and a half miles from home. And y'all, the, wet, the road had been damp. It had misted that morning and the road was still damp. It was cool outside. It rained that morning. It wasn't raining. But it was still a little bit damp, and they had a new bridge. And, y'all, I, I fell uh, on a 90-degree turn on that bridge on my bike, and I broke my left arm. I mean, y'all, it was incredible. Uh, anyway, long, short of it was, I, I was rushed to the hospital. They made sure my arm was put back together, but I had to cancel my missions trip because I'd broken my arm. When you break your arm, you know, your bone marrow is created in the interior of your bones. When you break your arm, guess what? It bleeds out. And y'all, I had just the blackest arm from blood just coming out of the break and down my, that sounds terrible, my left arm. And the doctor said, well, you need to cancel your missions trip. You can't go and fly on a plane that long because it's hours and hours and hours in the air. See, he said, you you could... uh, you know, you could have a blood clot, and uh, it could be da- dangerous for you. So don't don't go. So I had to cancel my missions trip upon the doctor's suggestion, and I did. Well, guess what happened? See, all things work together and fit in a pattern for good. One translation says. Now God didn't break my arm. I made a human error and broke my arm. But listen to what God did to turn the whole thing around. He had spoken to me that we would have a piece of property that was better than what what I was looking at. And when I broke my arm and that Sunday I announced I can't, I can't go to Africa, yada, yada, and I preached with my arm in a sling, then the following Tuesday was the 15th of January. Listen to this. I got a call from a business person who said, hey, I just talked to a friend of mine. He's a businessman, and there is a building available, and he wants to sell it to a church. It's a church. You know what? That's the property where we are right now. 
And see, God spoke to me days before the accident, you know, nine or 10 days before the accident ever happened and told me that if I would let him, he would give me property better than what I was looking at and it would be what we need. And we'll probably be here until Jesus comes back, y'all. I went to look at that property with my arm in a sling on January the 15th, 2013. When we walked on this property, I mean, it needed a lot of work and a lot of help. But the bottom line was, you know what happened? Just a few days later, we entered into contract and we bought the property where we are right now. We're finishing. We've been here this year, 10 years. Isn't it incredible? We upfitted the building. We did everything we needed to do. And God worked it out in a supernatural way. And it's much better than what we would have gotten. And it just fits us so amazingly well. Here we are now. We're uh, finishing up a building for children, a children's ministry building, and we'll also have a, a, um, a, a, a child care as well as a Christian school eventually in that building and in parts of our current existing building. But I'm just saying that it's amazing to look back and see how God did that. See, how, how did that happen? I had been praying in the Spirit. And when you pray in the Spirit, circumstances line up, but there's things I could tell you about that. And, and God's hand was all over Now, he didn't cause me to break my arm, but right in the middle of that, he showed his sovereignty to me in a number of ways. For instance, when I I broke my arm, I I, uh, I walked my bicycle a half a mile down the trail, about a half a mile down the trail so that the um, uh, EMS could find me. I I was in ridiculous pain. So I had my my bike in one hand and my other arm dangling in my pocket of my coat I had on. It was cold outside. And I'd laid my sunglasses on the um, on the on the bridge and um, and waited. And of course, you know the firemen came, the EMS came, and they put me in an ambulance, cut my clothes off of me, and and then had to deal with my arm. Took me to the hospital. Took me to Wake Med. I left my glasses, however, on the bridge the next morning after I'd fixed my arm. I'd been to the hospital, fixed my arm and such. Um, <laughs> I said, Susan, my wife, uh, let's go and, and get the, uh, I need to get my sunglasses, expensive pair of prescription sunglasses. I went back to that very place with an arm and a sling. And, uh, and I said, well, let me walk in. I can do it. I'm okay, Susan. She was saying, well, can you? And I said, yes. Walked down the trail to where I had the bicycle accident. And y'all, just like the night before, I had dreamed a dream. And in the dream was a former church member. And I didn't know why I dreamed that dream. It's the strangest thing in the world. I thought, okay. Well, listen to this. We walked down the trail. I just got my glasses, walked down the trail where the bicycle accident happened. And guess what? When I was saying, now, Susan, right here, because I hit my arm on a metal plate on the bridge, um, and, um, and I said, right there's where I fell. When I said that, I looked up, and, and y'all, the, the, very, the very person that, um, I had dreamed about a couple of nights before was standing right in front of me. No kidding, on the bridge. I didn't know what to say, just like right now. I kind of don't know what to say, except God was showing me that I'm in his will. I'm okay, even though the enemy, what he meant for evil, God somehow in an amazing way turned around for good. But the Lord just showed me that he's in what, I, what I'm doing. He's in my life. 
just by that little dream and then seeing that very person I dreamed about on the trail right in front of me when I'm showing my wife. That's more than happenstance. That was that was an amazing thing. And it just showed me, again, praying in the Spirit, you're in the right place at the right time. Had I not, um, had, I, had I been in Africa during this time, we probably, and I won't tell you the details on this one except to say we probably wouldn't have gotten this property and we wouldn't be here today. So God didn't break my arm, but he used it. Not because he did it, but he used it even though the enemy wanted to harm me. God turned that around for positive. One of the reasons I believe is because I was praying in the Spirit. Listen to this. I got another one. See, I'm talking about the sovereignty of God here. I'm talking about the sovereignty of God getting involved in your life. When you're praying, you're fellowshipping with the Lord. You're not just doing your own thing. You're seeking first the kingdom of God. So listen to this. Not, not only did that happen, but the day before I broke my arm, I was having a conversation with someone at lunch downtown Raleigh at Cameron Village, and I had to go by and sign some insurance papers for something uh, at a business, and I told the person I took to lunch, Let me, uh, let's go with me, and I've got to go to the third floor of a, of a, of a building here. Uh, not uh, very far from here. So if you'll come with me, you just go up there with me. I'll, I'll sign the insurance papers and we'll be done. Come back down. Well, you know what? I got to the place where the business was that I needed to sign the insurance papers for the church. And and um, there was the name of a church on the bottom of that building. I said, well, I didn't know there was a church and, and there was a name for the church right there on the building. And I thought, well, and I kept saying to my friend that was with me, I didn't know there was a church in this building. I had no idea. I went up sign the uh, insurance papers and come back down, walk back out the front door, turn back around and say, well, look, I did not know there was a church in this particular building. Well, I said, I thought no more about it except the, listen, listen to this the next day. You won't believe this. When I, when I broke my arm and, and I'm, I'm, I had walked a half a mile from the place where I broke my arm and, and I was just on the bridge and, uh, and, and in such pain, and they had triangulated my phone to find out where I was on the Noose River Trail. So I had my phone on, and the attendant, you know, 911 was saying, stay on the line, you okay? And I said, well, I'm in tremendous pain. This guy, this fellow cyclist, drove by, rode by and said, you okay? And I said, well, actually, no. And then he, the next thing he said, well, I'm a believer, and you know what? You're going to be okay, and I'm going to stay with you. I can't tell you how that affected me for that guy to say that, number one. But the second thing he said startled me. You know what he said? I said, well, where do you go to church? He told me you're a Christian. I told him I was a pastor where I pastored. And you know what he said? He said, I go to such and such church, and it's the very church that I saw the day before on the building where I had to go uh, sign the insurance papers. They had a, a portion of the bottom floor of the building. I was astounded. You know what that did for me? The first thing my mind thought was, see, there's the sovereignty of God working in your life. You think this is a horrible thing that happened to you, but what you need, and here's what the impression I had, but what you need to understand is God, God isn't, Jesus is involved in your life. God is involved in your life. You'll get through this, and look, God turned this terrible tragedy into some, a blessing for you. Just, just by the fact that I saw that lady that was in my dream, just by the fact that that guy on the bicycle 
told me the church he attended was the one I saw the day before. Those things spoke to me deeply that God was involved in my life. Even though it was a terrible tragedy, he didn't want me to break my arm. He was with me in the middle of it. And in the middle of that, look what happened. We, we found the property where we are right now. It, it's amazing to me. Y'all, I've got so much to say about this. I have so many examples. And when I come back next time, I want to give you a few more of these examples. I can't encourage you enough. Take the time. If you're not baptized with the Holy Spirit, you're a believer, ask the Lord to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Go to Acts 2. Go to Acts 8. Go to Acts 9. Go to Acts 10. Go to Acts 19. Go to 1 Corinthians 14. Read the Scriptures. Go to Acts chapter 1 and read them and then ask the Lord. Say, Lord, I want everything you have for me. You're born of the Spirit, but go the next step and be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You'll be able to pray in tongues. I do it every day. It's life-changing. And you know what? Potential is you can never be the same if you'll practice it. When I come back next time, I have so many things to share about just being baptized with the Holy Spirit, praying in the Spirit, and how it practically works out in life. Lord, I pray for me and all of us that we would walk in the will of God, that we'd walk in the sovereignty of God. And that, Lord, we would walk in your love, your care, your favor, and your help. And, Lord, help us to avail ourselves to everything that Jesus purchased for us at Calvary when he died and rose from the dead. And, Lord, help us to walk in the light of the Holy Spirit's power of his goodness and his influence on us. Help us to walk in the light of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And help us to pray in the Spirit every day, I pray in Jesus' name. Well, God bless you, my friend. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Lots more to share. Well, thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.